Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sligo Show podcast with myself, Brendan Tierney. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to leave us a like and subscribe if you like what you're seeing. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sligo Show. We're back here again in Lily's, upstairs in their lovely space. And I'm now joined by local uh, photography, uh, festival producer, musician, the one and only Eddie Lee. Eddie, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Brandon, You're very welcome. To be here. You're looking very comfy there in our lovely new cosy chairs. Huh? <laughs> I really enjoyed <laughs> this set. Like, it's like a pop art Irish living room. Yes, it's where two, two things meet together, but it's lovely. It's a really lovely room all together. So I suppose for anyone that maybe does, does annoy you who's tuning in, can you tell us you know, briefly a little bit about yourself, background, growing up, etc.? Um, well, I went to college in Dublin and kind of fell into the music when I was in Dublin. I born and bred in Sligo. Mm. Um, came back to Sligo and joined a band, or formed a band, I should say, called that eventually became Those Nervous Animals. Those okay. And we spent a lot of the 1980s trying to become pop stars. Okay. Uh, didn't quite happen. Well, we kind of ha- had a limited amount of success, success here. Yeah. And we got to work with some amazing people and uh, we, we opened for Christa Bird. Okay. And we played self-aid so okay, in front yeah. of whatever it was, 40,000 people or something. Yeah. That was like the big Irish uh, the, the business live. version of... Live Aid. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. So it was basically to try and help Irish businesses through the recession. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. I didn't know that's what it was. That's what Self Aid was about, yeah. Okay. And from a and young they, age, They gave grants to business out of, out of the money they raised from it. To help local businesses all over the place? Yeah, look, everywhere, all over the well, country. There you go. We've all learned something today. Yeah. And, like, was it from a young age, music? Was it, it in your house, family? Or? It, it was, no. Uh, well, my mother played a bit of piano, but yeah. I, I, I just, I was just a fanatic at what for age? As long like, as were you, were you listening to jazz as a kid? Or? Look, I remember hearing Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles and on one of those little grey boxes. That's how old I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my sisters had the, had the, it was the B-side of another Beatles record, which I can't even remember what it was, Love mm. Me Do or something. But it was, Eleanor Rigby was the one for me. I'd never heard anything like it before. It was the weirdest and most beautiful thing I'd ever set my ears yeah. on. So that's what started me off on, 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 on music, really. I, uh, from there on, then I, listen to everything I could listen to and then I kind of got into a friend of mine was into jazz when we were in school in like more let's say about 14 15 so, I started so that was kind of the first time was that the first time you started playing or had you been playing before no, this no I was oh. only I was trying to play the flute back then okay and I remember sitting in a tent in Balasadir with Jerry Grennan mm-hmm. blinding everybody with his amazing guitar skills and me trying to play the flute and I that I think convinced me that Maybe there's another this, instrument this for me. Instrument isn't really for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was definitely not going to be pulling any girls that way anyway. Yes, sure. yeah, it's, it's maybe not the most sexy <laughs> instrument out there, right? Jerry was getting them all with the guitar solos. <laughs> That's it. So. Uh, and so then you moved on. Then, as you said, those nervous animals. You said you're probably on the brink of big time. Like I've read some interviews before about this, and like yeah. you know, to anyone that maybe isn't aware, like. Where was that moment you're like, whoa, this comes through where we could go really big? Well, we were flown to London mm. um, to CBS and we were given a tour of the building and asked what label we want to be on. And like at the time, CBS had three different labels. Okay. And the guy who wanted to sign us, who was the A&R man, was Gordon Charlton. I actually remember his name and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. He had actually signed Prefab Sprout. Mm. And I thought this was the best thing ever because... Prefab Sprout were my favourite band. Okay. And so you might meet them down the road in the office. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, but he, because he loved us 
and loved Prefast Pro. I thought that said a lot about about us. Yeah, you know, okay. Those nervous animals. And uh, oh, there was lots of lawyers' advice. And uh, in fact, Bill Whelan, who was our manager at the time, this is of uh, Mr. Riverdance. Mr. Riverdance. Okay. Yeah, he was our manager and producer at the time. And of course, he had he was great friends with Paul McGuinness and the U two guys, and they had a whole mechanism in place of lawyers and accountants and everything and advisors and one of those was advising us and basically gave us a bum steer and we didn't sign we were offered a we were offered a quite a big contract we didn't sign it he said hold out for a few weeks because virgin are a better company and they, they, you know they're right. they're bound to bite and they didn't bite and then cbs told us to hit, him. hit the road hit the road jack I. wow so that was that and how did bill Whelan? We didn't get involved. You were a Sligo band. We approached him. Ah, okay. He had produced a record that we thought we were very impressed with. It sounded like it it did. You know, at the time, back in those days, you know, you went into a studio and you tried, you had to spend a lot of money doing any recordings. So we got, you know, we, we got, we got a loan basically of the Ulster Bank and we went to Bill Whelan and we said, we have raised the money to do a recording, which would be interesting. We sent them our demos, which were done down here in Brian Tahanese, I think. Okay. Some of them were done in Brian Tahanese. Some of them were done in, uh, in Slane, in the studio in Slane. But at the time, it was so expensive. Like, nowadays, yeah, yeah. people are recording stuff in their living rooms. You couldn't yeah, do yeah. that back then. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was so expensive. We got, we got a few things done anyway. And Bill, we sent them Bill, and he thought they were amazing. He thought we were the best thing he'd heard in a long time. So, um he took us on under his wing and uh, we spent about I'd say about three or four years with, with Bill trying to and you were gigging all over Ireland UK did you, how far above? we had a residency in the Bagot Inn in Dublin okay. or the Maggot Bin as we affectionately <laughs> and uh, we had a, an amazing time there we, we sold it out every night for six months every Friday night for six months wow. um, and then we stopped doing it like a bunch of idiots that we were we we uh, we we gave it uh, gave it a miss when we were at it when it was at its highest really. Okay. Remember the last day we played there, there was queues about 150 yards down Bagot Street. Wow! So still great we, memories, we, no doubt. We had all great memories, yeah. and we had loads of amazing people come to see us. Some of the members of Wham at the time came to see us. Yeah. Dion Essays was was at one of our gigs, and uh, we had lots we had lots of lots of fun. Lots of and lots of nightclubs. Well, I mean, lots Pink of Elephant was hated a lot. Pink Elephant was the place to go at the time. Okay, that was was that like the the wild the wild place to go at the end. That of the night? was the place for you two and all the boys went. Ah, to. okay. Yeah. So speaking of so. famous people, like over the years, I know you've played in a variety of different gigs and variety of venues. Like, was there any special moments or like someone really famous or someone you were like really delighted to get to play with? Well, self self aid was like everybody was at that. Mm. But the Boomtown Rats and you two and you know. God, can't remember half of them. It was yeah. That was a it was a big big gun to go near. A big bill, yeah. And pogs were pogs were at it. I remember Shane McGowan's laugh. <laughs> Same but as today. Yeah, an insane laugh. <laughs> a few yeah. more teeth maybe back then. But yeah, probably. Well, not really. That <laughs> <laughs> well, was true. True. But uh, but that that was that was probably the biggest the biggest gig we did. But in terms of the people that we bumped into along the way, there was there was tons. Yeah. As I said, we 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 opened for Christopher Berg at one point. He was very nice actually. Yeah, to say. yeah, it comes across that way. Nice fella. And did you did you record at Enya? Once? <laughs> I did myself. Yeah. In more recent years, like about oh, uh, okay. six years ago. Oh right, I, okay. I, so I played, that I played on Enya's last album. And how did that? I think happen? I, I, How did that I, meeting come about? 
I can stand corrected on this, but I could be the only musician that's ever played on an Enya album, apart from Enya. I think I might be. Really? Yeah. And what, did she ring you up someday? She does everything herself. Nikki Ryan is her producer and manager and the kind of brains behind her whole operation. I mean, he he was Clannad's manager way back when. And she's obviously the sister of one of the sisters of the Clannad family, the the Brainons. And she actually um, left Clannad to pursue a solo career. Nikki went with her. He was the man responsible for Clannad's great sound Mm. at Ballastadair Festival. He did the sound for everybody at Ballastadair Festival back in the day. He was an absolute genius. Sound, a sound engineer. He was a massive Beatles fan as well. That was another thing that we had in common. In common, yeah. And uh, he he had these techniques. When when uh, when Bill Whelan thought felt that he had done all he could for us, we went to we went to Nicky. He introduced us to Nicky, and um, we went to Nicky and did some recording. Unfortunately, pretty much none of it saw the light of day. Okay. But he did also get us in with Enya to do a little bit of work. She wasn't famous at the time. She was doing this TV series uh, soundtrack. And we did a little bit of work with her for that. But then about a year after that, she brought out Orinoco Flow. Oh, and it was, the, rest is the rest was history. Yeah. So, But I, we've kind of stayed in touch mm. since myself. Well, Nikki anyway has yeah. stayed in touch. And uh, so I, I had a lovely couple of days up in Dublin. We went up to record with him. And he asked me. He, he rang me out of the blue one day and said, mm. you couldn't do it. I was just on eddielee.ie. <laughs> and uh, I see that you're still playing and you're even playing double bass now because I wasn't playing double bass in those okay. days okay. I took it up in my 30s and, that's, and then brought you up to the studio and recorded it brought, brought it up to the studio and, uh, and recorded me yeah and he well, seemed like totally ill-equipped for, to record anyone except Enya because that's the way they work you know? okay. that, just what just she does such a closed shop you know? right. so it was a real thrill yeah it was a massive thrill now one of my favourite acts to see around Sligo and I'm only here since what 20, or 1999 Okay, but no crows. To see yeah. ye playing a session in Hargadens and most of the band often, well, used to do a Wednesday in shoots, you know, yeah. you could pop up anywhere, but like an absolute gem. I remember me and my dad went in to see ye once and we didn't talk the whole night because we were just blown away at the absolute genius musicianship in front of us. Like, And where did that band come about or how long are ye together? That actually started in shoots, in a session. Just a session? Shoot the crows, yeah. About, okay. Um, I can't remember exactly how. Okay. Just one day I, decided, do you want to we'll do a gig somewhere? Some of the guys were playing a session. The bass player got busy or something with something else. I think he was away. He went away. Mm-hmm. He was living somewhere else for a while. Um, it was Jamie Carswell, actually. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I said I'd go in and join them for a bit. And it was just basically throwing tunes around that anybody could bring in a tune and say, try this. And usually the fiddle or Steve on the fiddle or, um, or Anna on the mando would, would start at Anna, Anna Houston. We start a tune and we'd all join in and we try and. Yeah. And make it was, it's not it's not too much trad trad like you know what I mean. There's a really I know. Kind of is it gypsy way that kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, well of... then we started to write our own stuff as well. Right, you yeah. know? So uh, first of all, we were just trying to play tunes from anywhere. Like Steve would come up with tunes from Sweden and Denmark and you know Scandinavia or Eastern Europe or France or whatever, yeah. and he'd have a lot of his own tunes as well. Of course, from this is Waterboy's yeah, yeah. and everything. You know? so he, he was, he's, a, he's a creative soul, Steve. He, he's writing music all the time. Oh, yeah. So uh, Great people to be involved in. Yeah, it, just, yeah. it just evolved very organically out of Shoot the Crows. About a year later, we said, maybe we should give this thing a name and play in some other places too. So that's what happened. We so the name, obviously. Around. Okay, so that's about from the bar. Two or, that was 2005 we started, and we started this Shoot session. And then we, we played Glastonbury in 2009. Oh, right, okay. So... 
yeah and amazing experience yeah and we we did a lot of touring around you've done you Belgium, Europe switzerland regular, we do you, switzerland a lot because yeah. anna's from switzerland and I see she now. has okay. sort of um, a, a network over there okay. that that she's I do, I'm always jealous watching into. your Instagram when you're over there. It looks beautiful part of the world. Oh, the last trip was just, but you know, the last trip was, you know, super um, intense because we had been locked up for two okay, years. Yeah, yeah. So this is our first time out of the country in, in two years. And it was just so intense. Um, we had three days off in the, in the middle, three nights off in the middle. And I just went on. I got one of those rail passes that, that you can go anywhere in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing the amount of places you can get to in Switzerland in three days. In short time, yeah. Incredible. So I went with my camera and course, snapped yeah. my way around Switzerland. Okay, I, I can imagine so a very photogenic beautiful. place, and we'll chat about that in a moment as well. Yeah. So, well, we, we'll, we'll get into it now, I suppose. We, you recently uh, have delved into the world of photography. Have you always been into that, or is that just was more of a lockdown thing, or where did it kind of... I've always been into it? taking photos, but <laughs> I never really gave it much time. I never had much time for it, so... Um, yeah, when the lockdown happened, I just dove straight into it. And yeah. I, I mean, the year before that, I had been started to get into astrophotography and taking some night night sky shots. Mm. <clears throat> After I got, I got a sort of a half decent camera. I think it was twenty eighteen. I got a decent decent oh, yeah. camera, mirrorless camera. Yeah, and that sort of that sort of set up set me on a new level really in terms of taking photos. And uh, I went to the University of YouTube. A great university if you want to just get self-taught on things yeah, and then um, go from there. But then you have to have an eye as well. So you've obviously, you know, you've now, you, I think people have to have a natural creative eye for a good Well, shot people have told me I have an eye anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm not sure whether that all, that's always a good thing. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's your kind of favourite? Is it is it kind of the, the landscape ones or is it is it people? people I, or? I, I still haven't figured out what my favourite. Okay. That's how, that's how new it is to me. I, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. taking night sky shots. Uh, I went on a photo workshop there recently in La Palma, which is one of the best places in the world for a night sky. And it was just a magical experience. So, And I learned a huge amount from the two Spanish guys who were running this course. They were just superb photographers and had a great time with them. So that's opened up a whole new world okay. for me now that I'm, I, I, I actually have a bit of confidence now behind the camera in terms of the night sky. And I know what I'm asked yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, but I also love doing portraits. I've done three or four portrait sessions in the last two weeks. Like, so oh, okay. um, I'm doing quite quite a bit, yeah. So, so enjoying it. Um, and yeah, mad mad to do more of that kind of okay, work. Okay, so anyone well. looking to get their portrait done, you'll, you'll yep. be the man. <laughs> absolutely. Do you have yeah. a studio yourself or is it just kind well, of... Well, I, I just discovered last week that uh, when it's pouring rain here, like it is often, I can turn my living room into a studio in about half an hour or oh, so. There you go. Yeah. Good to know. And you don't have to go too far. Yeah. And oh, well, just before we move on to the next uh, of your many uh, facets of your life, uh, where can people go to see? Is it eddielee.ie? Eddielee.ie. You see your photography there. and buy, buy photography. And you're at the Strandhill Market as well, is that right? Or is there other places? I'm at the Strandhill Market every Sunday, yeah. Okay, so people can get if they want. And like, there is some beautiful shots. All um, and the Sligo is what a lovely place to live for getting shots. <laughs> and if you buy one of my shots, you're supporting several businesses in Sligo because I, I get all my stuff is framed in Sligo and okay. it's all printed in Sligo as well. So. Oh, okay. Good. So There's two on. other businesses benef- benefiting. Good. So it's a, it's a triple whammy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's winning. So what we're here tonight uh, to chat about, of course, is your the Sligo Jazz Festival. Uh, again, uh, like how many years running now? Uh, the same year as No Crows formed, 2005, was the first time we ran anything. We, we formed the Sligo Jazz Project in that autumn of that year, and we ran a little weekend as it's sort yeah. of a tester. 
And I started it off with um, Jim Meehan, who only passed away this year. Okay. Um, great guitarist and a mighty character, uh, a great lover, music lover. Uh, Jim Meehan, Philippe Carbonell, from mm -hmm. who's my mate from No Crows, and Eddie McFarlane and myself oh, were yeah. the four people who started it off. And um, we we just kind of it really was an educational thing that we wanted we wanted to get people down here to teach us how to play jazz all right okay and that was so you've got to learn quite, more yourself so yeah, let's it make it a festival it was, it was quite a selfish thing initially but okay. then it became a lot less selfish because we once we once we got it up and running as a summer school and festival there was no time for us to go to workshops really so. yeah 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 and it is it a busy just, i mean <laughs> I, from the days of fifth and teal i know you had gigs there and it's like right. people in and out in and out yeah. i was always impressed by the man bringing in the piano uh, yes. And his skill and talent on his own to Incredible. take a piano out of a van. Whatever what I need the skill on the stage to see this man handling a yes. piano and even tuning it. So there's yeah. two background things. And yeah. I was like, it's just so busy. It's running, 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 we'll running. Ha we'll have Kieran back up next week. He's, he's not in the piano business anymore. He just okay. tunes them now. Oh, right. Okay, but, okay. Yeah, because COVID put him out of business. So he sold out. He ah, sold okay, all this okay. stuff, so, unfortunately. An art in itself. You should let people see a video of that being done. It's amazing, oh, Mike. No, amazing he's, skill. He, he's an absolute genius, yeah. And then all those years, what would be your favourite memory? I mean, there's probably a few selfish ones where you just want to see this artist that you, you've always wanted to see, or, or maybe it's maybe some young folk playing I, in a summer school. I couldn't or? believe our luck, actually. Well, there's, there's a few great moments. There's yeah. one great moment which is on video on our YouTube channel. Anybody can look at it. It's Ernie Watts, the great saxophone player who's played with everybody. I mean, one of the greatest saxophone players alive. Um, there's Ernie Watts performing Green Onions, with yeah. a bunch of our Youth Academy uh, students, um, including Sam Purcell when he was 10 years old, yeah, yeah. Fraser Gain, um, both of whom will probably be heard next week at yeah, some point like or other. Two, two brilliant Amazing musicians, musicians yeah. yeah. And good guys, uh, good fun. But that, this, this kind of, it's like closure for us, really. If you see something like that happening where, where there's one of the, the great jazz players on the planet, yeah can be that generous to people and um, and to young people in particular and help them and give them an, that inspiration. And you can see what has happened with those guys. They're, they're two yeah. of the best musicians in Ireland now. Yeah, you know? yeah, unbelievable. So we've had other guys now come through. Nils Cavanaugh's... Mm. Uh, he got an award last he got He got the Young Jazz Musician of the Year Award for the, the inaugural one for Limerick Jazz this year and uh, he's he's on actually on, he's a junior tutor on our on our faculty this right. year on the, and on he's the only like what is he 1920 see uh, not even I, I, he's in around that anyway he's about 19 yeah he's um he's in studying in Cardiff in the college yeah. uh, studying jazz there in yeah Cardiff. and so there's lots of lots of great musicians that have come out the other end of Sligo Jazz yeah, Project yeah. Now, so, so, so that must make you very proud then to go because we started really this is give them a vehicle to do it Really and I mean, does. I know the the uh, you've had some Grammy award winning musicians. We've again, maybe not tons of them. Not to every, not everyone might yeah. realize it, but then I remember again go back just because this is my closest memory of the jazz festival was the fifth and teal and the the nighttime yes. sessions. Yes, and I was just going, this is insane because I know yeah. to some people jazz has this little niche, and some people are like oh, I wouldn't go to jazz, but like there is certain parts of so jazz many... that's a bit out there, but there's an awful lot of it's un. Believe it. Some of the skill level of playing. There's so is, many is styles in jazz. Yeah. Though, you know, I mean, there's Latin jazz, there's there's bebop, there's more old old fashioned swing jazz. Mm. You know, there's there's um, there's modern jazz, which can be like there's a guy co coming this year. I'd really recommend it. He's he does a kind of ambient jazz. Daniel Herskadal. He's from Norway. He's a tuba player. Would you believe? Okay. Um, and I I'd, I'd say 
one probably 100% of the audience will not have been to see a jazz tubist before you know so okay. uh, that's going to be on on Wednesday in the Hawkswell Daniel Herskadal from Norway in his trio okay. but it's very special music it's very unique it's doesn't sound like anything else that I can put my finger and you've on. You've heard really. enough jazz to see it. Yeah. If it's unique to you, it's going to be unique. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, what very would, atmospheric. Yeah, it's, okay. well, it, sounds, it sounds like something unique. But again, that's it. People go, look, go and experience it and then make yeah. up your mind. You know, yeah, don't be like, absolutely. oh, I'm not sure that I'm into that. Like, that's that's it. It. Really We've lots of different sides. We have a Latin jazz group starting off. I mean, that, they're a real kick-ass group. So that's like a, like a lively kind of party as such. You know, if you want to yeah. go, go Absolutely. Boogie. And not only that, there are three of the top horn players in London, on the London scene, but also... We've got we've uh, teamed them up with um, an Italian rhythm section of Federico Malaman and Ricky Quagliato, who are like what two, day is that on? Two of the most incredible musicians you'll ever hear. That they're all, that's at the opening night on Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. In and the then Hawkswell, is it? In the Hawkswell, okay. yeah. It's a double bill actually with two. Uh, well, with um, Chris, Christine Tobin, who's a great Irish singer, who's recently just returned. Actually, she's living in County Roscommon again. Oh, okay. She was on the New York scene and the London scene for a good number of years. She's moved back with her with her partner now, Phil Robson, who's one of the top guitarists on the planet, with jazz guitarists. Okay, so. so they're both playing so real, on the opening night as well in that double bill. Wow, so awesome that, 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 Just, I think if people go to that we'll for their taster, that. they'll probably be hooked for the week then. Well, hopefully, yeah. Fingers you can, crossed. I mean, the season tickets are a silly cheap price. Okay. 80 euros for, every, for all the gigs. Every gig included. Okay. Yeah. And man, having said that, a lot of the gigs are free. Like all the stuff in Anderson's is free. All the night. Okay. All so the is, there, is there the nightly club then as well? There's oh. an evening and a nightly club. Okay, so you're yeah, doubling so, up. Yeah. I mean, what we try and do with with Sligo Jazz is we have the summer school, which runs from ten till four every day. Yeah. Then everyone bails into town. We have a Hargadon session at half four every afternoon, and then everybody moves over to Anderson's for tea time for the jam session yeah. which oh, starts so, at half five so anyone can tip in there you could yeah, see anybody anyone. can go to Anderson's yeah and, okay. and they, then what that that's really um, for our summer school people to, 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 to start jam together. to okay. jam together so, so but you can get tutors and uh, students and participants um, playing together and uh, it's it's a great it's a great atmosphere yeah, yeah. the whole thing just builds up this empathy through the week and it's just a big love fest by the weekend, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I can, I can well believe, as I said, that some of the nighttime. Uh, yeah, so we have two jam, two sets of jam sessions every day. So before and after the Hawkswell concert, the main concert, oh. which are in the Hawkswell Theatre. So like you're talking like ten, eleven or something in Andersons each night, is it? Or yeah, totally. or is it every ten, night? Ten o'clock each night, um, half five each evening, and then ten o'clock each night. And hold on, all free. All the Andersons free. ones are all free. Okay, all so free. Again, There's only one thing that's a pay in in Andersons is um, Tony Coffey. It's a double bill on Saturday afternoon, which starts at half one and goes on to about four. Okay. Two bands. Um, Tony Coffey, who's a so worth, great English saxophone. Oh, totally. With a, with an all-star band as well. Yeah, yeah. And a great Irish band called Dirty Jazz Club. The Dirty Jazz Club. The, the, I like the Dirty that Jazz Club. Yeah. <laughs> um, from, they're based in Dublin. They're, they're, uh, they feature Cottle Roach, who's one of our, yep. our faculty this year. and. It's one of Cahill's projects. And if, there, if you were to kind of say to, is there anything that maybe you could bring the kids along to or family? Would you kids kind of say... Is there everything. The jam sessions especially. Yeah. And I would say the best day for the kids is the Sunday afternoon because we start, we're, we're starting early this year actually because uh, just flight times have changed, would oh, you believe? Of course, yeah. We're starting at uh, 12.30 on Sunday. In Anderson's? So yeah, come okay. and get your grub in Anderson's and, and hear all the participants who are in the summer school, 85 of them or 90 of them or something, performing for the whole for the for the not at once obviously three hours or something Just in and out. we have i think 12 ensembles wow which will be there it's for your delectation wow 
yeah and a lot of them will be our youth academies uh, there's two or three of those ensembles of youth academy for brilliant and you, were, you mentioned the, the jazz sorry the jazz summer school you mentioned just to kind of I mean again I always thought that this was like oh no it's only people who are into jazz you know but it, it could be any musician that goes well I wouldn't mind learning but it's it's a proper open we, school we take them we take them from from all levels like somebody who's never played a jazz note in their life yeah uh, we we take them and we take we we try we aspire to get really great musicians down as well to to learn their so anyone for your drummer guitar player anything or if you're just all, learning all the saxophone yeah. but you want to just well we have twenty nine tutors wow on the summer school never realised it was that big yeah. and again I didn't realise it was that open you know what I mean that yeah. anyone can join well it's it I think it's grown to be the biggest and most inclusive jazz education event in Europe now well, yeah well right we had one hundred and twenty Three years ago, numbers are a bit down this year, but I think numbers for everything. Yeah, are everything, yeah, a little bit down. Just back, you know. But we we'll get them, we'll get them back, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's it's amazing. I mean, look, uh, there's my sheet of questions. I never had so many sections to ask a guest <laughs> before. Like, so a, a lovely. Uh, you you're living a, a very uh, how would I say full full of memories and it was your life and lots of different projects you get yourself stuck in. You're a busy man and you you don't yeah. seem like you enjoy sitting around doing nothing. I was say. No, that's that's for sure. But one thing I'm looking forward to is when when we get this over and we're yeah. done with and we're all full of the the joys of life. I'm going to get out there and take some photographs Back again to and relax. In and August, yeah. So Sligo Jazz, Sligo Jazz. Sligo Jazz. Dot, dot e. Dot e. Yeah. and it starts Tuesday till the Sunday. Yes, nineteenth uh, to the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. So again, I'm sure there's plenty of these around town, or look it up. Yep. You can download it online and all that, no doubt as well. Well, Eddie, thanks a million for coming in. The thanks very best with the festival. There's a few of those gigs I'm already racking my brain, going. I have to try and get into a couple of them. Like, I mean, I wouldn't pretend yeah. I'm a regular jazz attendee, but some of those gigs sound like they're amazing. So, uh, as I said, I hope to get in and see them, see a few myself. And anyone watching at home, go and check it out. Uh, even if you think you're not into jazz, trust me. Once you go to a few of these gigs, you might be, you might be a convert. So, Eddie, listen, the best of the festival, and thanks, thanks very much. Thank you. So that was Eddie Lee from Sligo Jazz. Uh, thanks again for watching and joining us. Be sure to check out all our social media for lots of different clips and some of our older interviews if you haven't seen them all before. And we'll see you all again next time. Thanks for listening to the Sligo Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed. And wherever you have listened, if you enjoyed it, we'd love if you'd give us a review or give us a like. And we'll see you all next time.